Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too too late late to fly. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is episode 24, and in this episode, Jacqueline did an interview with a brand called Iron Life. They asked her quite a few questions about her journey, and we thought that it brought a lot of great value. So we look forward to you checking it out. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Chris Kelly. And for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kay Kelly. Listen, during our conversation with our special guests, we want to encourage you to chime in with uh, comments and notes and you can even sing a tune if you're feeling real good. Uh, but we want to encourage you to do those things. We appreciate those things. Um, in fact, the more participation that we see, the better your chances will be to earn an official I Earn Life event t-shirt. Now, speaking of I Earn Life, our company is I Earn Life. And we established in the Bay Area and we are a life transformation brand. A life what? We are a life transformation brand. What, what does that mean? What that means is that we primarily advocate for three fitness principles. One of those principles is for fitness enthusiasts to embrace their body's natural capacity to achieve their fitness goals. The second principle is for fitness enthusiasts to embrace the journey. See, far too often, we just want to get strong. We just want to get buff. We just want to get fit. True. And we forget all about the journey that takes us there. That's very important. Lastly, what Iron Life advocates for is fitness community. That means that we encourage fitness enthusiasts or people that love to work out to share their fitness adversity, share their triumphs. Don't just be walking around talking about how good you look all the time and how you just did 2,000 sit-ups. Talk about what led you to get there and how difficult it is to do that. Exactly, Kay. The message is life transforming because when you utilize these three principles, They have the potential to strengthen your resolve to understand how making healthier choices earns you more life. life. That's right, Chris. So guess what? We're here tonight to embrace somebody that's going to share their journey of how they lost over 300 pounds. Let me run that back. We're here to embrace the journey of somebody who lost over 300 pounds. That's right. Somebody who lost over 300 pounds somebody who is a world-renowned icon and a global model of healthy eating habits. This person has also been a major contributor to the global health and fitness community through giving interviews with the Today Show, Today Show. People Magazine, People Magazine, Wow 94.9, right? So listen to some music, get some fitness tips. This person's latest achievement is an extraordinary podcast called the Never Too Late to Fly podcast where she talks about smart eating habits. And she also talks about overcoming shame and guilt surrounding food choices. I know I need to listen to that one. She also talks about how to cope with weight loss setbacks. I think that's something that we all can learn from. Everybody, 
please give a warm welcome to Jacqueline Adan. All right. Basically, we just want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you. And first of all, we just, wanted, we just would like to take a moment to check in and see how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, hanging in there. How are you guys? Excellent. Jacqueline, we know that you've been busy with all of your projects. We've been following you very closely. We know that you have your podcast going on, the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. We want to ask you, what is your most current topic, or what are some of the topics that you love talking about most on the podcast? Um, I think some of the things I love talking about most are sharing my journey so it can help inspire others. Um, whether you have five pounds to lose or 300 pounds to lose, I think weight loss is hard. Um, and so I want to share with people that anything's possible. And I think that's what I love talking about on my podcast is not just, oh, I've lost 300 pounds, but reminding anyone when we work hard and believe in ourselves, we can achieve anything, whether, like I said, five pounds, 100 pounds, 300 pounds. Um, it's just changing those healthy, you know, creating healthy habits to live like your best life possible. So that's kind of what I love talking about on the podcast to help motivate people to be able to do that as well. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's excellent. I love the part where you say, whether you try to lose five pounds, 10 pounds, or 100 pounds. I think that makes it so much more relatable to people that are trying to lose a wide variety of ranges of weight. Right, because I get, I get all the time people are like, well, I only have five pounds to lose, and that's hard for me, and trying to shame themselves because they don't have as much to lose. But I want them to know, like, no matter what, like you said, it's still hard. Like, your challenges aren't any less because you don't have as much to lose. Um, it's still a struggle. It's still a journey. And it's still something that, you know, is challenging for a lot of people. Exactly. Exactly. So since we're on this, this question and, and this topic of pounding, what I really would like to ask you is, is that number at 300 pounds, some people get stuck with a number in their head and they fear the numbers. <laughs> some people want to work out and they don't ever want to see the numbers. Oh, show me the numbers. So, yeah. so I guess to be a little bit more specific, was there an area where the actual numbers became discouraging at one point? Um, I remember at the very beginning when I stood on the scale because I hadn't weighed myself in a really long time and it said 510 pounds, I was completely overwhelmed because mm -hmm. I was like, well, that's like over 300 pounds I have to lose. Right. And when I was focusing on that big picture, I became very overwhelmed and it was easy for me to be like, well, I can't do this. I'm not going to try. It's too much. No one's done this before. Um, doctors even told me like you have to have weight loss surgery in order to be able to lose that much. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want to have surgery, but then part of me was like 300 pounds to lose is a lot. Like what if I can't do this? Mm -hmm. And so I think what helped for me was instead of focusing on that big number was breaking it up and saying, okay, well, let's lose 10 pounds and then let's try to lose 10 more pounds and then 10 pounds, then it turned into 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. Then soon I was at hundred pounds lost. But I think when we focus so much on that number, it can seem overwhelming. 
And then it's easy to be like, okay, I'm not doing it anymore. I don't want to. It's overwhelming. It's too hard. Um, but breaking it up into little parts is a lot easier than sometimes looking at like that big number, that big picture. Right. Jacqueline, that type of commitment and that type of strategy is extraordinary. Thank uh, you. Far too often, uh, we hear about uh, lose weight gimmicks or diet pills or just take this and you wake up 24 hours later and you're fine. We also get all this different type of messaging about how we should go about taking care of our bodies. Should we focus on the overall result? Should we focus on the journey? We know that you focused on the journey and we want to ask you, you received different advice from different people. You just said that your doctors were telling you, hey, you can't do this without surgery. That was a no starter for you. So we want to know what was it that motivated you to use your body's natural capacity to achieve your weight loss goals? I think for me, it was that fear of surgery, which made me like, I don't want to have surgery at all. But I also knew deep down inside, like, I know I can do this. I'm not at my health. I'm not the happiest I can be. I'm not at the healthiest I can be. I'm my weight is holding me back from a lot of different aspects of life. And so I knew deep down inside that I can do it. So it wasn't more like that attitude of I'm going to prove everyone wrong. It was more nobody thinks I can do this, but I know I can do it. So I'm going to prove yeah. myself right. Go, go, go. Which was more go, go. what it was. And so I think a little bit like I, I don't like saying, oh, I'm going to prove you wrong. But I think that a little bit of that spark was in me too, where it's like, I know I can do it. No one else believes in me that I can do it and I'm going to do it. And so Ooh, I think that yeah. kind of sparked me to kind Very of true. keep going. Feisty. And that, yeah, uh, and feisty. That, My mom says sassy, but feisty is good too. <laughs> that attitude, Jacqueline, is like one that we commend, definitely one that we encourage. And so uh, it sounds like through the journey, there were so many particular things that you had to emphasize in order to just move forward. So I would say, what was uh, that first key moment when you decided to embrace it and say, you know what, I'm going to own this? Um, I think it was when you hear all the time, like, you have to work out, you have to exercise. And for me, walking from my house to the car was I was out of breath and I thought I was going to pass out. Mm -hmm. So I think what I had to do was really realize, you know what, I can't worry about what everyone else is doing. I have to worry about what I'm doing and starting where I'm at. So I think right. I started feeling really proud and embracing it when I would go for a walk every day after work for five minutes. Yes. And it wasn't, oh, this is nothing. This is a waste of time. This isn't doing anything but it was five minutes more than I was doing before. So I felt yes. proud of myself for doing that. And then it turned to six minutes, then it was 10 minutes, then it was I was walking around the whole block mm -hmm. and I was like cheering to cars, like, look, I'm walking, I did 10 minutes. Like, cause I just got that self-confidence in myself to be able to keep doing it. And I think that's when I really embraced, like, it's not what everyone else is doing. I have to focus on what I'm doing and be proud of myself for all those little milestones that I'm reaching and not comparing it to, well, the person next to me might not think five minutes of walking matters or is anything, but to me it is. And for me, it's a big deal. And so I think it was embracing that and embracing where I'm at so I can keep moving forward to where I want to be. Yes, right. yes. Jacqueline, I just want to highlight the fact that you were so uh, motivated 
by the fact that you wanted to do this for yourself. You looked at your experience and you said, you know what? I just left the house and walked to my car. Tomorrow, I'm gonna walk a little longer. And after that, I'm gonna walk a little longer. The reason why we love you so much, Jacqueline, and I know the reason why your followers love you so much is because you personify the journey for people who don't care about getting to the end. They wanna get through it. They wanna get through the day. They wanna get through the week. They wanna get through the month and hopefully get through the year. But these are people who are saying to themselves, I can do this and I'm gonna do it step by step by step. And that is what I Earn Life is all about. And that is why we love your journey. I wanna take a, a moment to remind our listeners that during our conversation with Jacqueline, you're welcome to leave comments and you're welcome to share whatever you like. You could even sing a note if you got it like that. So Jacqueline, I want to ask you something. I don't like it. Hey, I sing sometimes when I work out. It's cool. I don't, I don't when no one's around, I'll sing too. Right? <laughs> Jacqueline, we want to give a special shout out to your partner, Kevin. Um, you guys doing the podcast together. You guys look great together. You've highlighted him as being a motivational inspiration throughout your entire journey. Um, uh, on your blog post, uh, and through all of the national media and international media outlets, um, you talk about uh, creating community by sharing words of encouragement. At I Earn Life, we definitely embrace that message. We love the fact that you highlight that message about developing community. You know, a lot of the times when you go to the gym, people only want to talk about, yeah, I hit my match today. I had a PR today. I had a great day today. Hey, man. Everybody can't be like you. What yeah. about the people who just are taking it day by day? And I'm going to say it. I'm going to be honest with the world. I don't have a great workout every time. I honestly don't. But guess what? I try to hang in there and I try to do what I can. As we listen to your podcast, Jacqueline, we hear those stories of your commitment. We wanted to ask you, uh, can you share with us the importance of having a community of support to be able to share not only your triumphs, but also your adversity. I think it's so important because a lot of the time when we're on a journey, we want to hear that positive reinforcement. Like, you look so good. Wow, you've done a great job. But then when we don't have that, I think it can be hard for us because then it can set us into a part where am I not doing good? Am I, you know, have I failed? Do I not look good? And so I think having that community around you who can push you on those days that you feel like you're not enough or that you're not seeing progress or I think it's so important or the days you just don't feel like working out or don't want to eat your healthy food or make your healthy choices to be able to lean on that support system to know they got your back and they're going to be there for you I think is so important um, especially when you know I'm at the gym and I'm one who if I'm at home working out I'll try different moves do different things if I fall mess up it's not a big deal but sometimes it can be a little scary to think, well, what if I can't do this and all these other people are around me watching? And so I think learning to have that confidence in yourself, but being able to have those around you who support you to push you to want to be your best and to try and give it your, your all, I think is so important. Um, this goes back to, you know, going to doing personal training and me feeling like I can't do it. And, you know, even telling Bo, your brother, I can't do it. I'm not going to try because there's no way I can do it. 
and him believing me in me enough to be like, just try. I'm right here if you can't do it, but you have to try. I think that community and that support pushes you. And then you feel so much better for giving it your all because someone else believed in you when you didn't know how. And for Kevin, he believed in me and loved me even when I couldn't love or believe in myself. And I think all those different things add to being able to have the confidence to either do a workout, a gym, a move, different things like that, and surrounding yourself with people who only want the best for you. And like you said, not people who are just like, oh, look, I can lift 500 pounds. And I'm, you know, and you're like, cool, well, I can lift five pounds, you know? So it's not comparing, but surrounding yourself with people who support those little victories and, you know, things along with you, I think is huge. So, so quickly, just, I just want to intervene and, and chime in and say, uh, if you can't initially recognize those, those people and form that support group, if, if you just don't have the opportunity to recognize that, what would you suggest for the people who, who love your story, they're following, and they could just be beginning their journey, and the fitness industry has showed them the normal version of themselves? How would you compete with that? What would you tell that person? I think it's like I feel like social media is like that double edged sword where it's like so good and there's so much positive in it with the people you can connect with, but it can also be a negative where you find yourself comparing yourself to everyone all the time. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if they're putting out this is the standard of beauty or fitness or what you should aspire to look like, that can be very discouraging for people because some people may not ever achieve that. Even when I lost 300 pounds, I'm never going to look maybe like someone else who weighs the same because we're all different. Um, and so I think what it comes down to is you need to believe in yourself so you can be your biggest cheerleader, your biggest support, um, and find like-minded people like Iron Life, like positive self-love pages who are promoting you to live your best life without making it about a number, a body image, a size. Um, and I think surrounding yourself with a community on social media where you feel like they're inspiring you to be your best version, not trying to have you look like a certain version of someone else. Um, and there's tons of accounts out there like that who just inspire you to do your best and to live your best life possible. And that's why it's like on my page, yes, I talk about weight loss and I show my weight loss and what I'm going through but it's about living your best life possible. And I think finding those pages or those communities or those groups that support that is a huge system for you to be able to build up that community or support when you're just starting your journey. Yeah, when I'm taking away from what you're saying, it's incredible. It's almost like mentally you really sharpen your mind and you sharpen your focus. And it doesn't matter what the scale says, as long as your mind is sharp and in tune with, with your heart and your desire and your determination, you're going to stay on this journey to consistently be healthy. And you seem like you've found the tools to really be successful with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, it's definitely all in the mind because even if you have a day where maybe you can't go to the gym or you miss the gym, it's not thinking, oh, I failed. Now I'm going to gain all this weight back. It's knowing in yourself, I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I can today. And tomorrow's a new day. Right now is a new moment to keep making a different choice or to continue to move forward. And I think that's all like that mental space in your mind to be able to have that confidence of this is a journey. It's not a finish line. I didn't reach a finish line and I can stop. 
like this is a journey that you just have to keep going and doing your best every single day um and i think that's definitely the mindset to have it's not 300 pounds lost and i'm done and i can go back to my old habits and old behaviors and the old way of i was living but making those little changes so it does become a lifestyle of something you're doing every day right right Jacqueline, I want to take a, a second to shout out my brother, Mo Kelly, that you mentioned. I know he's been a part of your uh, fitness transformation in your journey and an inspiration and motivation for you as well. I just want to say, uh, Bo, if you're watching, the next time I come to train with you, can I get that same support? Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to get a workout in. You ain't called me back. I didn't pay you. I didn't text you. I even tried emailing you, brother. Call me back. I'm trying to get one in with you. <laughs> Shout out, Bo Kelly. Jacqueline, yes. what I want to ask you is that uh, we, when we look at your blogs, right? We see you with the fashion. We see you with the shoes. We see you with the clothes. We know that that is a major part of who you are and what you love to do. A lot of people feel as if they have to go with what's trendy. But we like to see you as you are because you love going with what's comfortable. And you emphasize that a lot. So. Being that I Earn Life is a life transformation brand that uh, utilizes fitness apparel or, or fashion, right? We like to be fashion. We like to be stylish. We like to look good. There's nothing, yes. there's nothing wrong with liking to look good. You can like to look good. Okay? So, so we, we like that as a brand. And we're constantly trying to develop that as a brand. So what I want to ask you is about how fashion and fitness have uh, shaped your weight loss experience, the, the perspective about your weight loss experience? How have fashion and fitness uh, molded together uh, to influence that? Yeah, so when I was at my heaviest, it was hard to find anything to wear normally, let alone to wear to the gym um, or to work out. And it was kind of me having to kind of being someone who is very girly, loves fashion, loves all that stuff to not have things fit that represent me or my style or who I am was very hard. Um, and so I think as the journey went on, you know, it was me finding out who I really was and being able to express that on the outside. And if I felt good on the outside, it helped me kind of feel good on the inside and be more confident in myself. Um, and so fashion played a huge part because I never had the confidence in myself, but finally being able to wear a brand or an outfit or a new dress or something that fit that made me feel confident, it made me feel good and that good energy made me want to continue to move forward. And that's the same thing with the gym. When I have something on that I feel good in, it doesn't matter, like you said, if it's trendy, if it's high fashion, sports bra and short little shorts, you know, going to the gym, I'm going to wear what I'm comfortable in. And that makes me feel confident. So I can put my best foot forward and either go on with my day or get a good workout in because I feel good in myself. Um, and I think that's played a huge part in me kind of transforming from like the inside out, I say, because it's actually allowing who I really am to shine and come forward and not hiding behind a baggy sweatshirt and baggy you know clothes or mm -hmm. hiding behind my weight you know actually allowing who i am to shine and come forward through fashion has been like a huge thing for me because my biggest thing is if you feel good you're going to perform better if you're uncomfortable and awkward and this is too tight and i'm not comfortable 
you're not going to get a good workout in because you're going to be so concerned with what you're wearing, you know? So that's kind of how I feel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jacqueline. So uh, uh, thank you for that answer. Now, uh, from a from a fitness fashion standpoint, I want to tell everybody out there, keep those comments coming because we have some special merchandise that we're going to be uh, giving away. And we want you guys to be able to take part in that. So keep those comments coming and uh, keep those little hearts coming up the right side of the screen right there. I like when y'all do that. So go ahead, whatever y'all do to make that happen, hit that button right there and, and, and link that thing up. And guess what else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody got to ask questions. Somebody got to ask questions. And make them hearts come up again. I like that. Hey, like, hey, you're going to get me doing some push-ups in here. I like when them hearts come back right now. Because it's all about love. And it's like, hey, somebody got to go crazy. Hey. that they ask about fitness and fashion and sometimes they don't have anybody to ask so while we have you we want to ask a question that we hear all the time from people that are fitness enthusiasts that are on their own journey they wanted to know would you buy clothes in a smaller size to inspire you to work out or would you buy clothes for your current size to make you feel more comfortable um i've heard both sides to what people like for me personally, I like treating myself to new items along the way. So whether it's starting at a 5X and now I can go to a 4X, 3X, 2X, whatever it is, I like treating myself to new items along the way as like a little treat for myself. Mm -hmm. So personally for me, I like getting clothes to fit me right now so I can feel good and wear it. Um, I think going back to like that mental headspace of like weight loss and transformation is it's such a mind game and it plays with your mind so much that for me, if I have something that doesn't fit, I think I'm going to become obsessed with it and not feel good enough or that I've accomplished enough until I can fit into that item. Mm -hmm. um, instead of, you know, being proud of myself every step along the way and taking it one day at a time, I feel like it would be so obsessed with, I didn't lose enough. I'm not fit enough. I'm not good enough until I can fit into that item. Um, so for me personally, I love getting things that fit and are comfortable now where I can feel good now. And then maybe in like six months, treat myself to maybe a new pair of leggings again or a new tank top or something like that. But to keep moving forward and not having something there that's promoting kind of like that negative mind space of I'm still too big. I can't fit into this because that's easy to fall into that mind space. And then there goes your confidence. Then there goes your motivation. Then pretty much then you've given up and you don't want to do it anymore because you're so discouraged. Right. So we've got confidence, we've got motivation, we put all those things in the pot and we're stirring them all up. And the reason why we're stirring them up is because I'm interested since we're nearing the holiday season, what are your tips for making healthy eating choices at this time, Thanksgiving, Christmas, what's going on? How are we going to do this? He didn't pop the question. He didn't pop the question. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't pop the question. He didn't pop the holiday question. I can't believe that. <laughs> That's a hard one. That's a hard one for a lot of us. It's still honestly something I'm working towards because I've been 
all the way where I'm like, screw it, I'm gonna eat whatever I want on the holidays. And there's some holidays where I'm perfectly like, no, I won't even have one bite of something that's not on my plan or what is whatever I'm supposed to be eating. Um, so I've gone both extremes and I can honestly say both extremes suck and are very, very hard. Like trying to be perfect is so hard and then going all in is so hard. So what I like to say is we need to find like that balance and the biggest thing that helped me with that is not having foods be off limits. Not telling yourself bread is bad. I can't eat cake, it's gonna make me gain weight. Um, but knowing everything in moderation is okay. And I feel like that helps me be able to be like, okay, I'm gonna have a small slice of pie or I'm gonna be able to have some mashed potatoes without binging out or gorging myself on the mashed potatoes. Don't or... say mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, say mashed potatoes. Oh. So I think that's helpful for me. And again, back to that mind space of if you tell yourself you can't have something, then you're not going to be able to stop thinking about it. And that's all you're going to want. But if you go in with a plan, like, okay, I'm going to look around, see what's here. What do I really want? Keeping my fitness goals in mind, you know, knowing the portion sizes that, you know, you should be having and enjoying it, you know? And I think if you cannot stress, whether you're gonna eat everything or not eat anything, it makes it a lot easier to be able to enjoy in moderation and then be able to be like, okay, today's Thanksgiving, tomorrow I'm just gonna get right back on track. I'm just gonna keep going, moving forward the next day, but I'm gonna enjoy this food, enjoy my time with my family, my friends, without making it all about food. Because I think for the holidays, a lot of us make it all about food Right. When in reality, it's about the love, the friendship, being around family, celebrating what we're thankful for. Um, that's what's most important. And reminding yourself, yes, food is part of it, especially if it's family traditions or family recipes or things like that. Yes, you should be enjoying that time with your family, but not making it all about food. Um, and I think that's definitely helped me enjoy in moderation without being one extreme or the other. Yeah. And, and, you know, Jacqueline, uh, for me, uh, there's this thing I do with my hands at Thanksgiving. And, and this is where I feel like I get thrown off at. I look at the table and I go like this. Once I do that, for me, that means it's go time. I need to apply what you're saying and I need to keep my hand behind me. <laughs> and I need to look at everything and be like, what can I have here? Because for me, once I do that, then, then I've lost it all. Yeah. So, so we, we like to, uh, you know, make light of certain situations, but it's a very serious topic, Jacqueline. Uh, we want to thank you for just everything that you've done for the fitness community, the fashion community, um, for all those people out there, those fitness enthusiasts who are looking for a way to move forward. You have provided that way, Jacqueline, with your experience and your journey. We have a little bit more time. I want to try to see if we can uh, take a question. Let's see here. One of the questions that has come up is, what advice do you have for people using fitness as an escape or a crutch to avoid working on internal problems? Um, that's a tricky one because with all of this, it's all, I feel like weight loss is physical, but it's mostly mental. Um, and I think that's hard. I feel like we have to be able to 
actually listen to ourselves and what we're going through in life, which can be hard. Um, for me, I have a binge eating disorder. I struggle with it, have been working on it, working through it. And one of the ways I, instead of dealing with the problems, is I turn to food. And so I think some people can turn it the other way and say, instead of dealing with my problems, I'm going to go lift weights in the gym, or I'm going to go burn 500 calories on a treadmill, running on the elliptical, whatever it is, because I don't want to deal with what's going on. And I think what it comes down to is we have to go back to what I always say, and I feel like a broken record sometimes, is living our best life possible, which means taking care of our mind, taking care of the actual issues that are going on. Um, and so for me, it's easy to be like, you know what? I don't want to talk about my feelings. I hold my feelings in. I want everyone to be happy. I'm a people pleaser. I don't like saying no. And so I turn to food where instead now what I'm doing is what's actually bothering me. What's actually going on? What do I actually want to tell someone if they are hurting my feelings or bothering me? And it may be uncomfortable, but that's the only way we're going to grow and actually be able to move forward. Um, so that's kind of what I would tell people is as hard as it may be, we really have to look inward and figure out what's going on that we're trying to avoid or trying to cover up, you know, and be able to be honest and real with ourselves in those situations. So, so as we put ourselves in the position of that question as that person, how do you frame it in terms of positioning your response for tips to promote that, that self-love that could be lacking for that person? One of the biggest things I've started doing that's helped tremendously, and it's going to sound probably like it's not a big deal, but I've started journaling. So every time I feel like I'm stressed out or I want to turn to food, I write down, what am I going through? What's bothering me? And I might not know it in the moment, but I just start writing down, I'm having a bad day, my boss did blah, 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 the kids did this, the house is a mess, whatever it may be, write it all down. And then you're able to take a step back and be like, oh, this is actually what's bothering me. And then you can take a step further and be like, what can I do to fix that problem? And if there's not a solution to fix it, it's something out of your control, like, say you stood on the scale, and it's not the number you want to see. There's not really much you're going to be able to do to change that. But what you can do is what can I do now? Because I am upset. I am frustrated because these aren't the results I want to see. What can I do to feel better? So it's not necessarily fixing it or solving the problem, but it's what can I do to feel better in this moment? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that could be going for a walk listening to music, go driving with the music blasting and just get out of your head, get out of the house, call a friend, take a bath, um, all those different things <laughs> to kind of like give yourself a little bit of love and kindness during those hard moments. So you might not be able to change the number on the scale, but you can do something to show yourself a little bit of extra love. Um, and I think that's where that change starts happening in taking care of yourself, loving yourself, and being able to do that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. Uh, we know that you have hundreds of thousands of followers, and uh, we would love for them to have an opportunity <clears throat> to not only hear your voice this evening, but also to get some I Earn Life merchandise, uh, as we promised earlier on, you kind of teased it earlier on. Uh, uh, those of you that are tuning in live, uh, please DM Jacqueline on your IG, and you have to give a specific comment. 
So the comment is, I, emoji heart, I don't know if you can see that, but it's a heart, I can't draw that here, but it's a heart, I, emoji heart, I earn life. So it's I love, I earn life, but you're not gonna write love, you're gonna make the, the heart emoji. Um, and that way, Jacqueline is gonna know, if you're serious about getting some Iron Life merchandise, the first five people who DM Jacqueline, I love the, the emoji part, I earn life, uh, will be able to receive some special I earn life merchandise. <clears throat> um, and they'll also get uh, an opportunity to receive uh, some Iron Life merchandise from Chris and I as well, if they DM us. Um, we just want to let everybody know that your journey is one that is exceptional. Exceptional. We have absolutely loved chatting with you, joking with you, finding out about tips for fashion, for food, for just living in general. Um, and we really want to thank you for that. We want to let everybody tuning in live know that uh, Jacqueline the Dan, uh, let her website is JacquelineAdan.com. Uh, her Instagram is at JacquelineAdan44. And the podcast is the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. <laughs> That's right. Uh, thank you, Jacqueline. And uh, to take us out, somebody out there, hit that heart thing one more time. Take us out now. Come on, yeah, hit it. Some love. Somebody out there got to hit it. Hey! There we go. There we go. Jacqueline, thank you so, so much for being here this evening. We love you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Until next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you take the time to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you consume podcasts. Also remember, it's never too late to fly.